Welcome to Daughter and Dad Podcast, where in Episode 5, my dad and I discuss fleas, bees, and sweet potatoes, please. Hi, I'm Prue. Hola, papá. And this is my dad, Ray. Hola, amiga. We may live far away from each other, but we love sharing our lives and hope you enjoy our conversations too. You went treasure hunting this weekend at a flea market. Oh my gosh, Dad. The Albuquerque Flea Market is every weekend. It goes through most of the year, even in the winter. The only time it closes down is during the state fair because the same fairgrounds are used. But it is the largest outdoor flea market in the country. Whoa, it's located. It is located at the Expo Fairgrounds where the New Mexico State Fair occurs. And it is huge. You can spend all day walking around. You have people selling fruits, vegetables, pinon, chili peppers, pecans, all the things grown here in New Mexico. You have people selling all kinds of statues, outdoor art, and all kinds of junk, wonderful junk. I've gotten so many cool deals, antique books, candles, you name it. It's at the Albuquerque flea market. Do you negotiate or do you just take it at price value? Dad, I negotiate every single time. All right. I like now, that. Now, Daniel does not. He asks how much it is and he'll just pay the amount. But if they say $10, I'll say, I'll give you five. <laughs> Most of the time, Dad, you get a deal. <laughs> That's what grandma used to do at tag sales growing up on the East Coast. She'd take us to these tag sales and they would say, oh, that's 50 cents. And she'd say, oh, I'll give you a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I learned from the best. You, you learned from the best. And she was good at that. She loved her tag sales. She loved her tag sales. Well, what did you get? What treasure did you get this weekend? There was an older woman selling all kinds of knickknacks at the flea market. And she said it was a collection of things that she had gotten from a storage unit that she bid on in an auction. And she just wanted to get rid of this stuff, she said. She said there was nothing in there valuable to her. She thought it was a dud, but she had this incredible oh my gosh, statue of St. Francis with two little birds on each side and a statue hand carved like this. They're very popular in New Mexico. They're called Santos. Saints, Santos, and everyone has Santos in their house. This one is signed by the artist on the bottom and I looked him up and he is fairly well known for his Santos. It is a real treasure and I got him for $5. She wanted $8 and I said, will you take five? And she said, sure. <laughs> Do you know the way you just said that? I read this book years ago with mom and it was how to negotiate anything. And one of the key things he said in the book is that when you make your pitch to somebody after you reject their offer, just tilt your head a little and smile. You just did that. Oh my gosh, Dad, I'm a natural. You're a natural. You get it. You could have written the book. 
Did you also go for a hike this weekend? We did. We went for a hike at this amazing location, the Cañada del Ojo. And it is partially on Navajo land, partially Bureau of Land Management. And there's an agreement between the two entities so that you can hike in this area. There's no formal trail there. It's just huge area that you can just hike through at will. There's grasslands, there are mesas, and they have these amazing hoodoos, which are triangular, tall, tall natural geological formations. And it's about a three mile hike to get to the hoodoos. So we took our new dog Django for his very first true wilderness hike. And we saw a whole herd of wild mustangs. Oh my goodness. And the wild mustangs live in that whole area. They scrounge off the land. Some of them look pretty skinny. Some of the Navajo leave out hay or alfalfa for them, but they are incredibly beautiful. Django was a little scared of those. And rightfully so. It was a jam-packed weekend. How about you, Dad? What did you do? Oh, this past weekend, I chilled. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I chilled, I chilled. But I'll tell you about my dinner tonight. Oh man, I can't wait to hear this. Here it is. It is a Japanese purple sweet potato, also known as an Okinawan's purple sweet potato. And these babies are super healthy for you. They're filled with antioxidants. They're filled with all kinds of good things for your body, knock out the inflammation. Man, they are so good. So I'm gonna roast it, split it open, and fill it with not sour cream, but with Greek yogurt. I'll get 16 grams of protein with zero fat, zero sugar, just plain Greek yogurt. It will taste delicious. Of course, I'll have broccoli and I'll have guacamole with it. It'll be a great meal. I wanted to tell you about my visit to the doctor this week. Oh, let's I, hear about it. I went to my annual physical and he asked me for a stool sample. <laughs> he got angry with me because he called me three days later, called me yesterday and said, Ray, where's the stool sample? I said, well, I'm enrolled in a woodworking class and they said it would take three weeks to make one. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was so bad. That was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, doctors, please forgive me. <laughs> the one thing I think our listeners really would like to hear about is do bees have beards? You told me <laughs> bees and beards and I'm trying to make this one make sense in my mind. And I said, I've got to go back to the source. <laughs> in the summer, when the temperature starts going up, inside the hive can get pretty hot. Now bees, the honeybees, need to keep the inside temperature of the hive at a steady 98 degrees. That's what the queen likes. It can't be warmer than that, and it can't be cooler than that. So they work hard in the winter, vibrating their bodies to keep the queen warm, 
And in the summer, they work hard by trying to fan out the hive. But sometimes in the summer, when the queen is laying so many eggs and so many new bees are being born in order to go out and collect nectar and pollen to make honey and to feed the new brood, all those extra bees in the hive raise the inside temperature of the hive to dangerous levels. So what has to happen is a bunch of bees have to leave the hive, not permanently. These are still workers for the hive, but they take a break on the front porch. In other words, they come out and they get in a big mass and they hang off the bottom of the hive. It looks like your hive has a nice big long Santa Claus beard. Really? So, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's called bearding. That's the official term for it. Do they know exactly when they should go out? And start they know exactly when they should go out. It's amazing. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Any questions you have about bees, contact Proof because she is a bee expert. Yeah, if you have any beekeeping questions, go ahead and drop them in comments. I would be happy to answer. Yeah. Well, Prue, I think we've got a wrap here. It's a wrap. Adios, amiga. Adios, papa. What's the coolest thing you ever bought at flea market? And did you like sweet potatoes? Drop us a note. Thank you. We love you.